This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Delighted to be joined on Football CFB by Aga Harider, who is a manager who's been very successful in Scandinavia. He's won domestic honours in, in more than one of the nations. He's played in English football with Manchester City and Norwich. He's managed national teams as well and just had a very good all-round career. Aga, thanks for joining me. Yeah, that's, thank you, it's a pleasure. The first question I've got for you, you are back at Rosenborg. Uh, you returned to the club recently. Is that something that you're enjoying at the moment? And crucially, how has COVID affected that role? Uh, the COVID affected it a lot you know, because we, um, at the moment, we are not allowed to play any, any practice matches. Uh, our league is postponed uh, up to 2nd of May. We are supposed to start on April the 5th. And uh, we don't really know because uh, some of the team uh, around Oslo has been locked down and some of the teams uh, is act actually um, having problem with COVID as well now. So uh, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a really troubleful uh, time for us and uh, we just have to sit and wait. One of the things that really interests so many about yourself is the fact that you were influential in taking Denmark to the upcoming Euros. How do you reflect on the qualifying campaign? Uh, it's uh, it's always difficult to uh, to get in there because um, uh, it's easier with the European cha Championship than the World Cup. Uh, it's an easier way in because they have increased uh, the number of teams, uh, but. Um, international games today, you know, very tight. You know, it is, there is no sort of uh, there is of course some nations that are not so strong, but uh, many many nations are having strong sides. You know, players are playing in the top leagues for top teams, and uh, and it's um, it's a difficult journey. But um, if you're lucky to have uh, players uh, playing on a on a, on a decent level, um, it's possible to get in for also for the Scandinavian countries. In terms of yourself, you took Denmark to the Euros, but the way the contract situation works out, you won't be leading them there. And it's a very similar situation to what's happened with the Republic of Ireland, where Mick McCarthy had led the squad to the Euros, but he won't manage them there. How do you feel about that situation and how has it been handled? No, it's... Uh, I had... Um, I was supposed to finish after the World Cup in uh, 20... Uh, the, the European Cup in 2020. So uh, I had the chance, but the pandemic, the COVID-19 stopped everything. So uh, just before we're going to play England at Wembley in a friendly, we were locked down and, uh, and uh, the whole football situation in Europe changed. The European Championship was postponed to this year. And uh, then my contract was ended, you know, so I couldn't do much about that. It's... Uh, uh, the, the the association had the had the possibility to to get other people in, and you have to respect that. That's uh, that's football. That's the way it is. And um, 
I spent four lucky good years in, in Denmark, so I, I'm pleased about that. What are the main differences between managing club sides and international sides? Because as fans, we hear a lot about the difference without anyone really explaining the clear difference. It's the day-to-day uh, work, which is different, you know. And when you, when you're when you're in in a club, you know, you have the players, uh, you, have, you have the players uh, the whole time, you know, from from the morning to the afternoon, and you can plan the training, you can build up something with the players you have. And um, the national team, you don't have the players, you just have them for for one and a half week, you know, and you have to play nowadays three matches in in ten days. Uh, before we normally play two matches, but um, then you have to try to pick a squad that that is that can act together and understand things very quickly. So it's like um, uh, more work on on the on the field with the, with the in, in club perspective. But uh, when you have the national team, you know you have to do a lot of uh, sort of uh, theory lessons, you know, and get the players together in a different way. But um, both both things are very very sort of um, very interesting. You've won domestic titles in Norway, Sweden and Denmark. How do you reflect on those achievements because you're the only manager who's been able to do that? Oh, it's, it's always um, difficult to win the championship uh, in, in any country. And it's, uh, it's the same, you know, you, you can, before I won the first one in, uh, in, uh, in Sweden, I have a very close in Norway, I finished second uh, a lot of times and lost the cup final as well, you know, and then we won the cup final and then you sort of making a breakthrough, you know, it's, um, it's always uh, winning the first one is, uh, it can happen to, to many, but you have, you have to be, to win again, you know, and, and do it in a, another country is always difficult because it's new surroundings and new culture. So even in Scandinavia, we, even if we're tight in Scandinavia, there's a difference between Norway, Sweden and Denmark. Difference in, in uh, the way they wanted to, wanted to play and the way they wanted this typical style of Denmark is different different from the style of Northern Norwegian and the, and the Swedish leagues. And in terms of that difference, when you are going to a country that's not your homeland, is there a period of adaptation that you have to go through as a coach? It's uh, we look in in Scandinavia because we understand each other. And uh, and we the Swedes Swedes understand the Norwegian and the Danes and understand the Swedes and Norwegian and we understand both both languages. So that is uh, that is of course an advantage, you know, to, to speak to the players and and, and they can understand you, uh, even if there's small differences. But um, I think it's uh, the, the the culture doesn't differ differ that much, you know. It's um, it, uh, it's uh, we used to travel between the countries and we, we know the countries really well, you know, and I think that is very important when you come in as a coach, you know, you, have, you really have to understand the culture of the country and understand the culture of the club. And even if you work in England or in, in Germany, you have to sort of know the background and know the culture of the club, know the people who's in there and know the fans, you know. So, so what I've done, what I've done in every club I've been to is like I sort of, studied their history and, and uh, have the respect of their history as a club, you know, and, and try to fulfill the, 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 the ambition and the, and, the, and the goals for the club. 
As a Norwegian, how proud are you to see a player that you managed in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer manage a club like Manchester United? Because if he performs well there, could that open up the the arena and coaching for many more Norwegian coaches, do you think? Hopefully, yes. Uh, I know Ole really well because uh, I actually sold him to Manchester United in 96. And he was playing for me in Molde. And uh, he... Um, we always had a tight connections uh, with, with him, even when he played at Man United. I, I used to be, I used him also in the national team on Norway when I was uh, managing the national team. So I, I know Ulla really well, you know, and I'm so pleased that he's doing well because he, he he took the chance at Cardiff, you know, and it's it didn't work out well for him. But is that this also an example of? Doesn't mean that you're a bad coach or a bad manager. If some things doesn't work out for you, you can be, be in, a, in a club on, on, a, on a, not on the right moment. So, so what he's done, he came back to Norway and sort of rebuilt his career and came across to United and he's done so well, you know. And he, he's a, he's a really really good man in 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 all in all perspectives. He's a, he's a, he's a good person, and he will and he, he knows the game well, you know. He's um, and and he's been under the the management of Alex Ferguson, and you, you, you won't get a better mentor than him. Absolutely. Ferguson, as you know, is, is an icon of the game. And in terms of yourself, you played in the UK with Manchester City. You also played at Norwich City. How do you reflect on your time at both clubs and playing in English football? Uh, to play in England is probably the, um, the most memorable time in my, my career as a player. I played 50 times for Norway in the national team. And, I have a lot of games for the, in the Norwegian league, but the three years in England, you know, I, I came late. I was 27 when I came to England and, and I finished my, my education before I left Norway. But, but his, the years in England was fantastic. We have watched English football since uh, the late 60s. In, in every Saturday, there were matches on television from England, you know. So we, we I've sort of brought up with the English players and English games. So, so it was fantastic to, to come across them and play with the great players like Trevor Francis and Asa Hartford, and even at Norwich with Mickey Chan and Chris Woods and Dave Watson, Martin O'Neill. So, so, and and the, the spirit and the atmosphere in, in the games were fantastic. I missed it a lot, you know, when I came back to Norway because it was fantastic traveling around and and the, as I said, the team spirit and the friends you, you made, you made friends for life, you know. So I, I was very, very, I, I love to live in England. It was a fantastic time for me. And in terms of Manchester City, am I right in saying that you were close to coaching the team in the 1990s? Uh, things have been, things have been written, uh, written a lot about many things, you know, about the, the clubs. And not, not always, it's, it's, it's mostly rumours. There is nothing else. <laughs> and in terms of British football as a whole, is that something you have had the opportunity to do in your career? And is it something that, looking back now, you maybe wish you had taken? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's been uh, there was a few possibilities uh, in the in the early 2007-2008, but I was tied up with the contract with my national team, you know, and, and that was the problem. We were, we were working hard to get into the European Championship in Norway, and uh, I had to turn down a couple of offers. I went to see them, went to see the club and talk to the clubs, but, but I want to, 
I, I just want to fulfill my contract and I didn't want to break it. And in terms of the Norwegian national team, you're a, you're a proud Norwegian. You've got a, a player in Erling Brut Haaland who is arguably one of the best players in world football. How excited are you at the potential of the Norwegian national team in the next two, three, four, five years? I think the potential in Norway is, uh, is great at, at the moment. Uh, Holland is a fantastic player, you know, and he's done ever so well in, in the German league. And um, he is um, he's a special, special case in many ways, you know, because he has the, he has the um, ability to score goals, you know, and everyone, every team in the world are looking for goal scorers. So if you have a number nine who can score goals, you know, you, you carry, will shoot off and he's done so well in Dortmund. Uh, but you also have uh, Erdogan in, in Arsenal at the moment, you know, and also a player I, that I rate very highly. is a very technical, skillful player. And if we, we can combine some of these young players, you know, and get them into the side. And now Stolle Solbakken has taken over from, from Lars Lagerbeck. Um, and uh, Stolle came, came from Copenhagen, where he's done really well over the years as a, as a, as a manager. And I think uh, the Norwegian national team can look ahead for, for in an interesting qualifying now because uh, he has to build a new team, but he has the he has the stars to, to sort of um, get the stars together, get them to shine. You know, I think Norway can do well. And the last main question I've got for you, based on your management career in Scandinavia, based on managing uh, multiple national teams. What advice would you give to young coaches listening? Because your career is extraordinary when you consider the domestic honours you've won and the fact that you've led countries as well. I think it's, uh, for me, it has been an interest for the games and the interest in, in players and persons. And I think you have to, you have to be interested in persons, you know, to, to become a good coach, you know, because you, you get involved with young players, you know, and, and in a, in a very interesting age. Players have to uh, sort of um, grow from, from being a youth team players up to be a senior, senior players. And when you grow, they, they, you have to accept that they, they might vary a lot in, in quality, in, in training and, and um, in games. But you have, to, you have to trust them and you have to trust yourself, you know, you have to believe in your ideas. Sometimes they don't work out as, as well as you want to. But you have to be sort of be uh, stubborn and believe in your ideas, you know, and and be interested in the in, in the persons that you're going to coach. And it's it's between having the wit and love and care. Brilliant, Aga. It's been an absolute education. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much.